0: Listening to the Creative Fab Podcast with the one and only, one and only Fabiola. This season series is on the adventures and struggles of being a believer because it can be real out here on these streets. Hello everybody, it's me, Fabiola, and welcome to another Creative Fabs podcast. This is the this series is called the adventures and struggles of being a believer <laughs> and so i'm here with my awesome good friend lourdes and she is going to be talking about an adventure an awesome adventure that she's had and it's crazy because it's not just like one adventure it's like adventure after adventure after adventure there's a bit of struggle in there of course but the awesome adventures of god man i tell you it's just always awesome so lourdes yes girl what, what, <laughs> Tell us what you've been going through. What you have been doing?
1: <laughs> well, lately, God has, you know, during this time, man, he's really sat me down and just going through like, um, just cleansing, a period of cleansing during this time of, you know, being in quarantine and just going through things that like, you know, the innermost parts of our being that he still wants to work on that we yeah. struggle to hand over to him. Um, he's really been revealing things to me. That's like, okay, this is why you react in this way to these types of things and just stuff that like, you know, growing up, um, when you become an adult, you just become the way that you are. Right. And you're like, I am just the way that I am. I don't know why I'm this way, but God's really been like giving me seeds to roots and why I am the way that I am now, or why certain things still come up. And it's like how I haven't been able to get over those things. Mm. But what I wanted to talk about was how I even got into, uh...
0: no, that was a good word though. That was a good word. That's good. That's good. But anyway, uh-huh. uh huh.
1: <laughs> what I wanted to talk about was how I really started to dive into my, you know, my own ministry and, um, you know, I'm on my way to becoming you know, a full-time missionary and, um... Ooh. so those people still do <laughs> exist those people still do exist. And you know, it's, it was a dream of mine when I was a kid. Like I can remember having conversations with my mom and saying, you know, I want to be a missionary one day, but I don't think I fully understood, you know, what that meant, but I can remember being at church and you know, we had a map of the world at church and it had little pinpoints of all the missionaries that we supported from our church. And i remember every sunday i would go and i would put my fingers like on each pinpoint and i would be like god i i want to do this and my mom used to say you know being a missionary isn't you're just going to travel to these places like god's going to call you to a specific place and it's probably going to be a place that you don't want to be you know to do his to fulfill his work and i used to be like okay all right when, when can i leave and she's like no it doesn't work like that and i'm like oh okay you know (laughs) and so um but i mean even that you know was a struggle in itself and like you know um just fully becoming into a teenager into a young adult and kind of you know um not stepping away from god but not serving him and that was because i ended up in a situation where i had no boundaries so you know um i was like Ooh, newfound freedom, and you know, it's like when you're when you're left with those choices. Like, of course, your fleshly desires are going to take over every single time. And so, um, and during that, the it was like a rough period, about seven years, where I wanted to still, you know, be a missionary, um but I was like, I don't even know how to step back into this. I wasn't involved in church during that time. Like, there's just so many things going on in my life that I just you know, just wasn't living righteously, all these things, um, you know, but then I had a period of like, uh, there's a there's a saying that I, I really believe God had to do um, to save me. And um, the phrase is, you know, sometimes God breaks our hearts to save our souls. Ooh. And I didn't understand that for a long time, but now that I'm in the place where I am now, I 100% believe that that is true because that that's exactly what had to happen for me to be saved mm. and for me to come back to want to serve um the lord and like just fully live for the lord um during that time i was living with my father and in those seven years um that i was with him like i said i wasn't doing the things i was supposed to be doing um but you know my father had passed away at the end of those seven years. And that's what it took for me to come back to the Lord. Mm. And I really strongly believe that had that not happened, had that not, um, you know, that devastation happened in my life, I know for a fact, I would not be where I am right now Wow, wow! without that happening. Mm. And so, you know, that was a struggle in itself and just having to overcome that. Right. So here I am, uh, you know, a born again, new believer. Um, and really finding out about things that it's like I knew that but I didn't I never heard it that way I never saw it that way Mm -hmm. so it's like God was giving me new revelation and and um, new understanding of you know what his word says so we're gonna fast forward a few years later and you know I'm in a place where um, God blessed me with a really great job Um, I'm making more money than I ever made in my entire life Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I'm able to like self-sustain myself. Not only that, in one year, I was able to um, not just travel for myself, but I was able to take my mom on all these trips in places she's never been to. Wow, that's awesome. Praise God. you know, yeah. exactly. Like during this year, and I was just like, well, thank you, Lord. I never thought that I would be able to, you know, not just me travel be able to afford to take my mom right Wow! and travel with her and take her to all these places that she never thought she could ever travel to and so i was just like wow thank you lord thank you and you know so like i said it's like you know the money was coming i felt you know like for the first time in my life i was financially secure mm-hmm. right and so it's like it was a good couple of years of this and it came to a point where you know god was like I'm going to strip all this from you and not because of like punishment. It was just because of the prayers I had been praying on the inside Mm. of, you know, like, Lord, send me to these places, help me to be an open vessel for you. Like use me, you know? And it was like, I remember my pastor saying like, when you start praying those types of prayers, like you have to be ready. Yes you know, because he will start doing those things. He sure will. I can testify. And so it was like, you know, so it's like, here, I was praying these prayers and it's like, things were happening at work and, and nothing was ever like, because I did something. It was just like, I noticed my hours were dropping at work. I noticed, you know, I wasn't needed as much and it was like little bits and pieces here and there. And so I thought, you know, I was like, maybe I'm going to like, have a career change. Like maybe that's what God's preparing me for. And, um, I remember having a conversation with my cousin and I was like, I really believe God's gonna like take me out of this job and, and put me in a new job, but like, you know, um, in in a total different career path. And at that time I was pursuing um, musical theater, you know? And so um, I was like, maybe this is really the time that I get to pursue this. And, um, and then it was kind of like a whole bunch of things happened at once and you know my boss ended up getting laid off which i like never saw coming mm-hmm. so i was like she got laid off which rippled into me which that means i got laid off oh and, you know what
0: for the audience because i'm obviously i know but tell yeah. the audience what you're what, what, what you were doing like so you I'm a na-
1: to- yeah so i'm a nanny and at that at that point i was i had four boys that i take care of full time i was basically a single mom Mm-hmm. to all four boys. Um, I was working 60 plus hours a week um, doing whatever I could for this family. And I um, I love them so much. And the great thing about them is like, they let me be who I need to be with the kids. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, I can bring my faith into, into my work site and I get to pray with the boys. I could talk to them about Jesus. And and all that kind of stuff and god was really like planting seeds like using me to plant seeds in these kids lives
0: so you were actually a missionary at home <laughs> as well as overseas like literally at home yeah
1: literally mm-hmm. and i didn't even see that at first mm-hmm. you know um and so yeah so here i was you know like planting seeds into these children's lives and you know they go to a Catholic school but they would have so many questions Mm -hmm. and you know they would come home and they'd be like lord this is what i learned about today and um in religion and they're like can you help me understand this more and so here i get to come and actually read from the bible And tell them like well this is what jesus really means during this you know when he's saying this or you know stuff like that so yeah so i didn't even see it like that at first but Mm -hmm. you know here i was being you know a missionary to these kids it's like god really placed this family into my life for a specific reason right and so you know here we are four kids um and you know she loses her job which then in turn you know like i said causes me to lose my job and you know, during that time, I was kind of like, "Oh, okay," and not really thinking that like this is going to be a long-term thing. You know, she was like, "Give me a month to figure it out," and she's like, "Cause I need you." She's like, "I need you back here," and I'm like, "Yeah, sounds good." You know, during that time, I could take vacation or something. And you know, during the time that I was working full time for them, I would always be like, "God, I have the money to go on these missions trips." but i don't have the time. Mm. And that was one of my prayers and god clearly like wiped every, like my entire schedule. <laughs> he was like, "Oh, okay, you don't have time. Well, I'm going to come and I'm going to I'm going to wipe it out for you."
0: <laughs> right, right. Nice. <laughs> no, cuz
1: he has that sense of humor, you know. Right. And so I'm like, "Okay. Mm. All right." Of course, during that time, I don't see it like that. So, it was literally like I got laid off on like a Tuesday or a Wednesday. And on uh, that Friday, um, one of my really good friends, she's one of my best friends, she came over to my house that Friday and she was like, hey, I'm joining a team and we're going to South Africa this summer. And she was like, I really feel like God is telling me that I need to invite you to come with us because I really feel you're supposed to be on on this trip with us. She was like, you know, we're gonna be going into orphanages and working with kids and this is all right up your alley. And she's like, I really feel like God wants me to tell you about it. And so at first, you know, I was looking at her and I was like, didn't girl, didn't I just tell you, I just got laid off. (laughs) (laughs) Like That was literally my first, my first thing was like, I just got laid off. Like, how are you going to come tell me, uh, invite me on this trip? That's going to cost money
0: right yeah Mm -hmm. you know what i
1: mean and not just like a little bit of money like it's a lot of money right and so she was just like she's like Loris, please please just pray about it she's like i really um she's like i just really feel like you're supposed to be on this trip and i really need you to pray like pray about it and press into it and you know at that at that point i felt like south africa just felt so out of my reach yeah right you know and i was just like okay I go, you know what? I'll pray about it because I know that God can do whatever he wants to do, but did I believe it fully believe it? No. Right. Yeah. You know? And so, um, it was like kind of like a, an inner battle going on inside of me. And so, you know, I remember I told my mom and she was like, well, just pray about it. And she was like, you know, if you want you to go, he's going to figure it out. And I was like, okay, so this is Friday. That Sunday I go to church and I pulled my young adult pastors aside and I'm like, hey, I'm like, I'm thinking about doing this. This is what's been placed on my lap. And I said, I need you to pray for me and what God wants me to do. And both of them, you know, they're husband and wife and they were like, well, what's holding you back from saying yes? And they're like, and it better not be the money. And I was like, well, duh, obviously it's the money. Like, I just lost my job. And that, you know, um, at the time he was like, well, if it's God's will, it's God's bill, he'll pay for it. And I was like, okay. but let's,
0: this is a hashtag moment.
1: Yes. Hashtag. Say it again,
0: please. If it's God's
1: will, it's God's bill.
0: Praise the Lord. <laughs> like I need somebody to go ahead and write that down somewhere. If it's God's will, then it's God's bill. Because how often do we stop ourselves from doing something that we know the Lord has called us to do because of, where's the money at a blah, 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 blah. And it's just like, I didn't, you know, and I could only imagine God, right? Like I ain't asking all of that. Just make it happen. That's it. Like, if I'm telling you that, you know, to go here and go do this thing. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I take care of it. What's the problem? You know, but we with like, our minds,
1: our limited minds. We don't understand that, but know anyway, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, during that time, like I still was like struggling with like, okay, I'm hearing you, right. but you know I still don't I still don't know, and so they were like, they're like, just say yes, they're like, and you just watch what God's gonna do and I was like, okay, and you know it's like it's one of those like thank you, but I'm gonna go to someone else and maybe somebody else will talk me into reality right <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know I go to my worship pastor because you know i I'm on the worship team and so I'm telling and he tells me the same thing. he's like, well, if God wants you to do it, he's gonna send you and I'm like. Okay. And they're like, you honestly, half the battle is saying yes.
0: Yes. That's very true.
1: And they're like, and once you say yes, they're like, God's going to figure it out no matter which way, no matter how it comes, God's going to figure it out. So, you know, during that day, I was like, I'm oh like, I'm like, Lord, am I saying yes to this? Am I really saying yes? And so, um, you know, a couple of days later, I get on the phone with the coordinator and I'm like, and mind you, this is, this is the beginning of april of 2017 the trip is in july everybody else that's been signed up on this team has known since january so this is like beginning of april the trip's in july and i'm like okay glad i really need to surrender this to you because i have the time i have the time now i told you if i had the time i would do it Mm -hmm. and here you are helping me to prove my prove my point you know yeah yeah um and so um by the end of that phone call you know they were like are you saying yes to joining and I was like I'm saying yes to joining I don't know how I'm going to pay for this but you know God apparently God really wants me to go and you know so people started giving me like tips and ideas of you know how to even start fundraising how to even ask people to help support this you know because especially you know i come from a family and come from somewhere that's like you know it's cool that you want to do these things but fund it yourself you know type of thing mm-hmm. and so um i was like you know what i'm just i'm gonna write a i'm gonna write a letter i'm gonna put it out there that this is what really what i feel like god's calling me to do and you know i did that and like god just blew my mind away because within two weeks of me writing that letter and putting it out there on social media, I had half the money I needed within two weeks. And I was like, God, how did this happen?
0: I love God, man. Yeah. It's and I think that happened time and time and time and time again. But anyway, yes,
1: mm-hmm. keep going. Yeah. You know, so it's like here, I had half the money and I'm like two weeks in two weeks two weeks and I was like, God, you know, um, I'm like, you must really want me to go because you wouldn't have done all this in this short amount of of time frame if it wasn't really meant for me to go. So that's when I really got like, okay, now I'm getting excited. And I had some other, you know, help with fundraising ideas. And it was like, boom, within that month of April, that entire trip was paid off and i mean we're talking like almost four thousand dollars paid off in a in a whole month and i was the last person to sign up and i had the least amount of time to be able to get the you know the money to go
0: right right wow
1: you know and so it was kind of like okay i still had no idea what god was doing in that time Mm -hmm. you know and so here i go on my trip we're there for like 12 days and just God radically encountered me uh, while I was there. And on the first day of our trip there, like the first time we we're doing outreach in the dirt roads and the townships of South Africa, he's like, I'm gonna bring you here um, before the year ends. And I was like, God, one, we just got here. <laughs> so what time of the year was that when you were there at that moment? This is in July. So oh, we're Oh, wow. Like- Year is already gone, like half the year is already gone, wow. and God's like, I'm bringing you here before the year ends, and I'm like, well, I'm already here, and He's like, no, nope, just you, just wait, and so you know, here we are, we do our our twelve days of being there is a is a pretty um, it was my first time joining a, a team, and so, you know, just so many different things are happening. And it's like, God revealed himself so much to me during that time that, you know, when I came back, I was like, man, there is no denying, like no denying. And you know, that feeling, girl. Yes. you
0: know,
1: when we're no in testimony, Africa for real. Exactly. <laughs> and then you just know how different it is in Africa and like how, like, yes. mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, I know you can testify to that. It's just yeah. like, it's Africa is a whole other, let me tell you. <laughs>
0: Let me explain it to you, all right? It's one of those things in life, and I'm not just saying this, Well, I don't know. But I just know that like, as soon as my foot stepped on the land, right, as soon as I got off of the plane and I was in the airport and I, got, and I was in South Africa, and that was just a connecting flight, okay? That wasn't even my final destination. I felt literally on the inside of me, like a light switch turned on that I didn't even know that was turned off.
1: Exactly. My,
0: you know, I mean, that's how I felt,
1: and I no, was. No, that's like, the best way to put it. That's the yeah? Way, best way to put it. yeah. My
0: life has forever changed, ever since I went back to, ever since I went to Africa, and ever since then, like it was so funny because before that time, I like I've always, you know, I love to travel, and I've always tried to go, you know, all these different places, and I always had all these places on my list. Ever since I went to Africa, I don't even care no more.
1: I just want to go back there. Yeah, I'm the same way. <laughs> Like, I don't care
0: about Europe. I don't care about South America. I don't care about none of that. You know, take me to Africa anytime, any day. Like I'm no. ready to go back home. That's the best way that I could put it. Like, yeah. And then me and is actually, we actually met on another mission strip probably what, a year later? Is that it? Um, After two that, years later. Two years later. In Africa. In Africa. In Malawi, Africa on a mission strip. And okay. even like, I think, I don't know if your story was like that, but even for me, like I had a miraculous way. Like I, like I sent um, in order, mine was a last minute thing. Even though I knew I was going, the money literally did not show up like the whole thing in full. I started paying on the first and it was actually the money was due on the first. And I said, Lord, you told me that you wanted me to go and make it happen, God. And yeah. then sure enough all the money was completely paid for in full by the 20th. And I was actually supposed to be leaving on the twenty fourth. I was actually literally leaving, like I'm, I'm like on the road, getting ready to go to the airport, and somebody calls me, "Hey, I got a check for you, real quick. Come and get it before yep. you go." So it's, girl, I get you. Yeah, but anyway, let me, let me continue. Yes, please continue.
1: <laughs> and like that's the thing, though, you know. Like I said, you know, God was like, "I'm bringing you back here before the year ends," and I'm like, "God, I." It was already a struggle to get here the first time you know what i mean like just the inner the inner battles that you right. that you go through and and you know whatnot and i was kind of like already like okay god well one i already have a, a big family trip planned at the end of the year and i don't really want to cancel that you know mm-hmm. and so um just but just so many things happened that <laughs> when i came back i came back so changed that I was like, I can't go back to living my life the way I was. And not that I was living unrighteously or doing crazy or wild. And now I wasn't, you know, I, I literally went to work. I go to church. I'd serve at church. I would do Bible study. And that was it. Or then like help out my family business. Um, other than that, like I, you know, I really didn't have a crazy, a crazy life, but it was like even coming back to that, was like, Nope, I can't do that anymore. Like I, God made me for a purpose and I have to out, good. I have to live That's that out now. That's good. You know? And so I came back and everybody was like, man, something changed in her. Yes. Like something definitely changed in her, you know? And, um, and it was like, while I was there, I, there was so many people on this trip that I was like, God, I want to be like them, not to like compare myself with them, but to just be able to, there were just so many like attributes and characteristics that they had Mm -hmm. in the Lord that I was like, I want that same thing, you know? And just the knowledge and understanding that they had of God and his word. And I asked them, I had one-on-ones with them. I'm like, how did you get to the, you know, the place that you are now with the Lord? And, you know, mind you, like, these are all, you know, like older people that, you know, like, they're like my parents' age. Mm -hmm. And they were like all across the board, they all said the same thing. It all came from my intimacy with God. And I was like, well, I want that. So okay, thank you for giving me the tools. So I can be there. You know, aspire to be at that same level, um, you know, with with God. And so, you know, here I come back and I'm like, I'm telling people, I'm like, man, like God told me I'm going back to Africa and they're like, girl you crazy you just went and i'm like no like he's really calling me back there before the year ends and like this is you know july almost to august now that we're in and you know another opportunity came up to go at the end of november and i was like i'm on it because i told law i said i told the coordinator i said don't give me the date to the trip i said if i'm meant to be on this trip God's gonna work it out with the other days that I already have scheduled. And I said, so don't, I go, just you plan it the way you're, you know, God is leading into, and if it's meant to be, then I'll be on that trip. And so when the new dates came out, it worked so perfectly with the trip that, the other trip that I had, that I was like, okay, Lord, there it is again. Like, there's just no denying. But here, I have even a less amount of time Mm. to get everything in order. Um, You know, but here, once again, you know, God came through, um, you know, financially. And I was like, okay, Lord, like I can never doubt you again,
0: Mm.
1: you know, right. And, and the provision that he has for us, but here's the thing. And it's like, even as believers, and even as you see God do it time and time again, you know, there's still the battles, the struggles that you go through and the lies that you still believe and the doubt that keeps, that starts to creep up because the enemy doesn't want us to do what God's telling us to do. Mm-hmm. But in that time, that's when I learned about the obedience and how God, you know, um, our obedience to him is everything. He could care less about anything else mm-hmm. He wants to know where your heart is. And if right. do you really have a, a heart to obey what right. he says, and it doesn't matter how crazy it looks to everyone else, because that's the thing is whatever God calls you to, it's going to look crazy to everyone else and nobody else is going to understand it, that's but right. it's not for them to understand. Right. And that was even a struggle that I had to go through and learn because, you know, here I am, I live in a house with, you know, uh, my siblings and his family and, and my mom, and as much of, um, a believer as my mom is. And, you know, it's like, that's where my inheritance of faith came from was her my foundation and God came from her. But because, you know, so many people still live by the worldly standards, even though they're believers, Right. it was hard for them to comprehend right. as well, what God was doing in me. And so to them, it I look crazy
0: mm-hmm.
1: because they're like, what do you mean you're going back? You're going again. You were just there.
0: Right. Right.
1: You know? And it's like, I don't, they're like, you're literally, they're like the amount of money that you've been spending on these trips. You could have had a brand new car by now. You could have had it. And I'm like, I don't care about those things anymore. Right. Right. You know, and I'm like, no, no, no. I know without a doubt God's called me to this specific place, somewhere that was never even on my radar. Yes. Mm -hmm. Somewhere that I would never physically choose to go to. Mm -hmm. Because just like you and all the other places I've traveled to, like, I mean, just South Africa was never really on my list. Right. But now that I've been and now that I've been to other many African countries, hands down like there's nowhere else that i want to go to
0: seriously
1: i'm like just keep sending me back to africa i don't care where in africa it is just keep sending me and you know i'll go because like that's where i feel most at home that's where i feel like i belong yeah and that's how i know like you know god is not just sending me there because of my own desires it's like no when i'm there it's like when my feet you know hit those grounds i know that there's a purpose there for me and God's able to use whatever giftings that he's given me whatever tools that he's gifted you know gifted me and I'm able to use it there
0: mm-hmm. and
1: expand his kingdom and so it's like a lot of people still in my family they still don't understand that but it's like I still have to be obedient to what God is saying regardless of all the extra stuff that opinions and everything it's like I just learned that's like you know, whatever other people say are just opinions. That's not what God said. Come on.
0: And and, and (laughs) let me add on something with that. And what did Mike Todd say? He says, um, of transformation church, by the way, uh, he says, um, it's not crazy until it, you know, it's, it's, it's crazy until Until it happens. happens. Right. Right. Because then once it happens, it's considered faith. But before all of that, you look kind of crazy, man. But we don't you go do. by we, but we don't go by the world's standards and what other people say. Once exactly. again, you know, so it's like you gotta follow God. Well you don't have to, but it would be in your best interest.
1: <laughs> Dude, yeah, I know exactly. Yeah. And it's like, you know, the more that you obey and the more that you do the things that, you know, he's calling you to do, the more opportunities is gonna give you. That's good. That's good. you know what I mean? Because yeah. it's like I feel like we get to a point where we're just like, okay, God, just do this one thing in our lives right? Just do this one thing. Mm -hmm. And then we never strive to go past it. Sometimes Mm -hmm. we just kind of like, okay, God, he did the one thing, you know, or we're like, you know, we just have those, those doubts that like, okay, God, you did this one thing, but I don't think you can do this for me. Or maybe it's not in your will for me to do this, but it's like, no, like God wants us to inherit his kingdom here on earth as well, you know? Um, But you know where all that stems
0: from though? It stems from, because you don't trust God, you feel the need to put him, not even put him, cage him up in a box. Yep. So true. And God can only do as much as you allow him to do.
1: Exactly. And so when you, you know, you, when you put those limits on him, it's like, well, then he's only going to do what you limit him to do. Right. You know? And so, um, and it's like, it, that doesn't even stop there for me. You know, it's like, Okay. Since 2017, we're in 2020 now, I've been to Africa, um, over eight times. Okay. Eight times. Okay. I, let me tell you something. I
0: could not believe it. Our real conversation between me and Lourdes when we were in Malawi. Right? So this must have, this is her seventh time by that time. That was her seventh time in, in Africa at that point. And I remember just me and her having a conversation. It's just like, and I think somebody said something like, Oh, you know, um, have you been to Africa yet? And I'm like, no, this is my first time. And Lord just is like, yeah, this is my seventh time coming or something like that. And I was just like, huh? How's that <laughs> how? Because yeah, I remember, I, don't...
1: I remember sitting at that table eating pizza.
0: <laughs> and then I, and I, and and knowing me, this is how I'm thinking the conversation went because I know how my mouth is. I don't mean to get all up in your business, but how did you pay for all of that? <laughs> because <laughs> I did? Okay. Exactly I, believe I believe it. I believe it. That's something that I would say. Because I'm just like, because real talk, honestly, the truth is this, right? Yo, Africa. It's not even being inside of Africa that's expensive. That's not the most expensive part. The most expensive yeah. part is the flight. Mm-hmm. Okay, correct me if I'm wrong. And then if you're doing a mission trip, then it's the then it's the um that package deal or whatever that yeah. you're paying for that. So it, 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 it it's expensive. You know, yeah. so if you can so I don't remember, I don't know how much the one from Malawi was. So. I think for
1: was, me, mm-hmm. no, say so it was right around like the, with the flight and everything, probably about around like the 3,500 mark. Yeah, right, right. Yeah. And then depending on and that was, and that
0: was cheap because, true, the one that's getting ready to come up later on this year, I think is going to be a little bit more expensive because we're going to Madagascar this year. Hey. Yes, we are. <laughs> <Hey. laughs> so, I mean, and even that we were talking about that, that's something I'm like, Lord, hmm. I know you called me to go to Madagascar, but Lord, um, I'm gonna need you to pay that money, Lord. Yeah. How about them finances though? (laughs) (laughs) Please do. Please do. And I'm like, and this time, because like, i because from what I've experienced, I'm just like, and Lord, I know you love your daughter, like I'm going to God, Abba, Abba, business class, please, Lord, business class.
1: i've been praying for that favor too every time i get on the plane i'm like lord listen your favor,
0: your favor in my life because yo 19 hours on the flight man that's real but lord business class. please please <laughs> it, is the real. The favor. it is it's real you know but anyway i'm sorry back to no. what you were
1: saying but yeah no i remember you i i remember that conversation when i was telling you guys you know like oh yeah this is my seventh time here you know <laughs> um you know just to africa but it's like i'm telling you when god wants you somewhere come on it does not matter what comes your way come on god will come through mm. every single time when there's a purpose for you there it doesn't have to be with africa it could be whatever it is yeah. that god's calling you to do no matter the struggles you go through no matter whatever it is the, you know, that, that you face, the obstacles you face, you know, God's going to prevail every single time. Amen. Because during this time and, and even in, during my obedience to him, I still witnessed in myself depression, mm. you know, um, not feeling worthy. And there was times where, you know, it's like I was struggling because I'm like, God, I don't feel worthy enough to go. Mm. I'm not in the right state of mind. Yeah. These are real issues that I'm dealing with on the inside. Right. Why would you use me? Why? And, you know, um, there was, there was, um, of course I've been there many times, but there was one time I went and um, I think it was really hard for me to, to fundraise at this point it's like every fundraiser I had bombed it's like for the most part like my fundraisers were were really successful I was getting support from people and you know everything was just coming in and I never really had to struggle you know financially with asking you know people for help and helping people see my vision Mm -hmm. and wanting to plant seeds and sow into that but it came to a point where it was so hard And everything bombed. I had a fundraiser, bombed. Had another fundraiser, but I was spending more on the fundraisers than actually the money coming in. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, okay, Lord, I go, you know what? Maybe I'm not supposed to go. Maybe this is your sign saying, my time is up here. I want you somewhere else, or, you know, whatever it may be. And, you know, even my brother, you know, he had a he sat down with me and was like, um, "You're supposed to be leaving in 40 days, and you still need like three thousand dollars. Like, how do you plan on paying for this?" And he's like, "You know, if this were me, I'd take it as God doesn't want me to go, and I would like lay down the trip." And I was like, I was struggling with that because every time I go and ask the Lord for prayer and seek Him. I'm like, God, can I lay down this trip? Cause it's getting really too hard. Like it's, the struggle is real at right. this point, you know, because like the money's not coming in. Um, but God, I'm only doing what you said, you know, like I'm just being obedient to what you've called me to do. So I'm not understanding here. And like everything was just against me, all these obstacles, all these things. And, you know, people were like in my face, like, I don't believe you should go. I don't think the Lord wants you to go. And I'm like, okay, thank you. Thank you. You know, by the same time, and you know, people are like, but what is God telling you? And I'm like, he's telling me that I have to go, but I don't even really want to go at this point anymore because this is, it's, it's become too much. And you know, it was like, there was a day that the deadline, the money was due that day, like the rest of it. And like i said i still needed like i can't remember it was like between 2500 to 3000 dollars i still needed and i remember i asked god for a sign i'm like god i really need a sign i need something from you that says no i'm supposed to go or nope i can lay this trip down Mm -hmm. because above all else as much as i want to go i just want to be obedient to what he wants for me and not what i want for myself Mm And so it was the day the money was due and uh, my sister-in-law went to go check the mail. She comes in the house. She goes, Oh, here, she goes, Hey, I opened this. She goes, I thought it was for me, but it's for you. And it was a check in the mail and it was nowhere what I needed, like nowhere what I needed. But I knew that that was a sign from the Lord. Yeah. Praise God. I was supposed to go. And so I was like, okay, God, this is what you want. All right, I'm gonna take this as your sign that I need to be there, right? And so he gave me the he gave me a word. He said um, he gave me a verse. He gave me um, Psalms 46:10. You know, be still and know that I am that I'm Lord, that I'm God. And um, I was like, okay, I'm just gonna rest in that. And he really gave me that word, like you don't need to do anything. This is on me, you know. And I'm like, okay, God, like I'm really trusting in you because. You know, I have my brother in my ear telling me you need X amount of dollars a day because he's a salesperson. He's like, you need to be doing this and like bringing in this much money a day to to be on time for your, um, before you leave. And God's like, nope, you just need to trust me. You don't need to do anything. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, okay. So the next two weeks, my brother and I did not talk about any of the finances. And all of a sudden I'm like, I kid you not checks were coming in the mail people I haven't even heard from. And it's like, I never told anybody, like God told me like, don't even post it on social media. Don't do any, like he literally told me not to do anything. Mm -hmm. And I mean, checks were coming in the mail from people that were like, Hey, I meant to send this to you for support for, you know, many months ago. I'm really sorry. I don't know why this didn't come out. You know, all these things, but whatever reason it was, I didn't even care because they were just being obedient to what God said. And God was like, See, I told you not to do anything, and look at me. Look what I could do for you. And within those two weeks, I had everything I needed except for like $25, I think it was. And my brother never asked me one thing about it. I didn't even tell him that this money was coming in. I just quietly went about my business, did what I was doing. And oh, mind you, let me backtrack a little bit. I never went back to that job that my so boss this whole time said time you've been unemployed still so that whole time from 2017 to 2019, I was unemployed. Mm. So that whole time I ne- didn't have one job, not one job, wow. <laughs> not one thing to help me out at all. So I'm fully trusting on God, not just for these trips, but to survive. Yeah. Right. You no, know, I have bills too. And you know, thankfully like God put me in a position where I don't have a lot of bills. So, you know, it wasn't hard to maintain that stuff, but you know, it's like, I'm really having to trust God fully for everything. And so it's like within two weeks, he paid that thing off. And you know, my brother came to me and was like, how much money do you still need? And mind you, I'm leaving in like, in a week. And I was like, "Um, I think I have like 25. He's like, you still owe 2,500? I said, no, I only owe $25. And he was so quiet. He didn't say nothing. And he never even said anything to me As far as like what that did for him and how God was using me to show him faith yeah you know what I mean because it's like you know my brother's a believer he believes in God he's he's on the worship team you know he serves God with his whole heart and everything but he's still realistic about things and depends on his income and depends on all the things that he's doing to survive and here God is using me to help him understand that it's not what you do on your own strength and your own might, but it's what God can do. So to this day, when I say I'm going to Africa, I'm saying he doesn't even question anymore as, as much as he doesn't agree with my lifestyle, He just doesn't say anything about it because he's like, you know, and now that, you know, I've gone so many times, it's more of like, a, you know, he's finally said, he's like, I'm just, he goes, I was jealous. He goes, not because that he wants to go on these trips, but he's like, why is it God that I feel like when I come to him for something, I have to, like, I hear a lot of believers say, you have to meet God halfway, right? so here i am not even meeting god halfway because god told me to sit down and only putting in 10 percent. and here god comes in and completes the 90. Mm -hmm. but it's like when you're aligned with god he's going to do that for you every time right you know god doesn't tell you that you have to do this in order for him to bless you with this Mm -hmm. you know so it's like when people i hear people say that all the time and i'm like that's not true though because it's a form of legalism no, exactly. And that's like, there you go again, limiting your beliefs mm-hmm. and what God can do for you. So, you know, that was just one time. So just to, just to finish off that story with, you know, my struggles of getting back there that time, once I got back to South Africa and I went and I even went into it, um, God blessed me and I was able to go to a different part of South Africa. I went down to Cape town and I stayed with, um, at a missionary housing. Um, place that's like right across the street from a YWAN base and I stay with some friends but like I had my own room and you know here I get to my room and now each room had like um, a plaque and it had a verse for each room and I get to my room and what does it say? Psalms 4610, be still and know that I am God.
0: <laughs> the same verse that he gave you
1: before, look at God. Wow. Oh, wait, I think I lost her. And like, here was just my confirmation that like, I was, I am right where I was supposed to be with him. Right. You know, and like that, you know, that just kept happening over and over and over. And, and here we are, you know, now we're in 2020, I've been able to take my mom with me twice on these trips. And I mean, not me take, but God take her with me. Right, right. You know, to, to go and experience and see, you know, what it is that I do while I'm there and have her own piece in it as well.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know? And I went, so you and I went to Africa in June. Last year, yeah. Last mm-hmm. year. We went last June. I came home. Well, we both came home and I went straight back. She we sure did.
0: Later. She sure did. So not only
1: did, yeah, like for real, for real. So not only did I, you know, was I, was God able to take me to Malawi and meet Fab and our other friends? Like, Mm -hmm. then I went, I was able, he was able to bless me to go to Zambia with some of the other team that stayed. yeah That's right. Yeah. You know, so then I was able to go to Zambia. I came home for three weeks, three weeks. And I was on a plane back to South Africa for an entire month, an entire month. And, you know, God had already, you know, my thing was like, God, before I even leave to Malawi, I need all this stuff paid off. Like I need it to be complete and done. And you know, and he did it. And I was just like, I was super thankful that, you know, not only that, he gave me my job back. Mm. Back to being a nanny this time with five boys, same family, but now they had an additional child. And I told my bosses, I was like, you know, because I keep in contact with them this entire time. Cause they would keep telling me, Lord, when when we're financially both working and stable again, like we want you back, like we need you. And I'm like, great. If it works with what God has me doing, because, you know, now I'm here, I'm like, I found something that God wants me to do. And, you know, I can't, um, I can't come back full time or like, you guys have to understand like God's called me to do something that if he says I have to go, I have to go. Right. You know, I can't, I can't be tied down to places here or things here right in this time, because that's not what he's called for me in this, in this moment, in this season. And so my boss was like, Hey, I might be going back to full time. Like, could you come back? And I told her, I said, I can, however, my entire summer is scheduled out. I said I have a trip I have two trips to Africa they're pretty much back-to-back but this is my timeframes and I said if you cannot work with it then I cannot come back or you know I understand if you need to hire somebody else in the meantime until I am available you know in um, the end of August or September and she was like I'll figure it out she's like you know I she's like I really need you Um, she's like so I'll figure it out so here it is like God aligning my work to be able to work out with what he's already called me to do yeah right you know so it's like just on so many avenues it was just like confirmation 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 that you know I'm also supposed to be doing what he's calling me to do out there but also you know come home and you know start planting seeds and doing ministry stuff here as well in my own community yeah you know, so it's like, okay, here I have what I'm cultivating here. And then also, you know, being able to go and do what God does, you know, or has me do out internationally. And, you know, people always ask me all the time, how do you do what you do? Everyone assumes, especially people that aren't believers, even some that are believers, they always assume I'm in debt <laughs> and that, like, I have a bunch of credit card bills racked up and, like, credit card debt because of these trips. And I'm like, like no you don't understand god's paid for every single one yeah. of these trips i have not put my own money into these trips and not because i don't want to a lot of times i told you for two and a half years i was unemployed right. i didn't have money to put in the pot
0: right right
1: and I, there were so many times where i wish i did you know because then i wouldn't struggle but right. god's like no i want you know. Um, back to the year that I was able, when I was financially stable and I was able to take my mom on all these trips and I myself was, was able to travel the entire world like that year. Um, once I finally surrendered, like at the end of 2017, I was in New Zealand. (laughs) Guys, I was literally, I I literally, I literally went around the world in one week, Sunday I woke up i was in south africa by tuesday i was home in the united states and by that next saturday i was in i had traveled through australia and now in new zealand (laughs) in seven days nice you know but like that's just that's where god took me and so at the end of that year of 2017 you know here i was in new zealand visiting family and um god was like do you remember that year that i you were able to travel the world freely. Like, and I mean like go on trips and actually, um, you know, get to travel. So not missions trips, you know, but like just being able to go and, and freely travel how I wanted to travel. And he's like, but do you see where I could take you once you fully surrendered to me? Yeah. Like, I, I, he's like, I took you further than your feet could ever wander.
0: When fully on come on come on because,
1: and that was my biggest testimony and that still is like my biggest testimony like when people ask me you know what it is that I do and how do I do all these things I'm like look God showed me I need to surrender my entire life to him yeah. and actually I have, I have a t-shirt I made t-shirts because I that was one of my fundraising ideas was I literally have a t-shirt and it's the continent of Africa and um you know God gave me that song you know from oceans like take me yeah. deeper. Than my feet could ever wander mm-hmm. and he showed me he was like this is what i can do with you if you fully surrender to me and i was like like that sounds so simple right like to fully surrender your life to god but it's still like it's still a heart struggle but he was like look what i can do with you and i was just i was blown away and so like that for you know a while like i said like that was my biggest testimony was like man, when I fully surrendered, God took me way further than I could ever wander on my own. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. You know? And so, man, the struggles of, you know, even being a missionary and, um, I mean, they're real and like, we're not exempt from the rest of the world and we're not exempt from the trials and tribulations that come with, you know, just being a human being. Um, you know, so Even I went back to South Africa. So I spent a whole month in South Africa from July to August. And then I went back in November. And guys, I tell you, this was my hardest season I ever walked through and just getting there. um, You know, I come back, I come back to work. My bosses are like, hey, we want to take a two week trip to Europe. Can we leave you with all five kids? And at the time, all five animals for 2 weeks. And I'm like
0: that's a whole lot. Jeez. <laughs> it,
1: it was a whole lot. It it was a whole lot and I was like, okay, like we've never done this before, but I'm down to do it. Yeah. You guys trust me that much? Cool. Um but there were so many things that happened in that time frame that everything was literally testing me. And um it was, you know, so here they go on their trip and I'm super excited for them because they haven't taken a trip like that in a long time. They got five kids. And um, you know, so here they're able to do that. But here they go and do that, or right before they left, you know, I um uh, I was in Tulsa with you. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. great Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, you know, fine. and it was like there was so many, like I think I remember talking to you about this, like I felt paralyzed.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm
1: you know what I mean? Like I felt yeah, paralyzed. Were both I, in the same
0: situation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And
1: I, I, I remember I was talking about that. Like we just, we felt paralyzed and like what God was, about. was mm-hmm. having us do. And I, I kept yeah. telling us like, I, I can't even fundraise. Like I can't even do all these things. And it's like, I remember one of the exercises in that, in that conference was yeah. like, what is God telling? What has God told you to do that you haven't done yet? Right. And I was like, dang it. Like, man, he's like, I told you to get back to Africa. And I was like, dang it, like, I know these things, but God, like, okay, where's the provision at then, you know? And we came home from that, just like so on fire. And I really felt like chains were broken, you know, like there was bondages that had really been broken. And those, um, you know, just even times of like fear and doubt, just like leave my body. And then I come home And then I find out that my grandfather's really ill Mm -hmm. and like, this is probably going to be it, you know? And so it's like, you know, we had to change things, rush down there. So, you know, we could say goodbye to him and like see him, you know, before that time came. And then I think two weeks later here, my bosses are on their way to Europe and I get the phone call that my grandfather passed. Right. So not only am I going through, you know, like a real life struggle and, um, and whatnot with losing a family member. And, it, you know, for me, it was really hard because I lost my father before I lost my grandfather. So now losing the patriarch of our family and the last living grandparent that I had, it brought up so many things from when my father passed away, you know? And um, it's like all these emotions, like all these things were starting to resurface that I thought I was done dealing with. You know, it's like, oh, okay. It's been eight years since my dad passed. A lot of things that I felt like I dealt with all of a sudden started creeping up on me again. And then it was just like one thing after another. And, and then it was even a struggle to get to my own grandfather's funeral.
0: Right, right. You
1: know, and so um, I'm having to juggle five kids, five animals. A whole household, an, an entire household.
0: That's not hers. It's
1: that's one thing if it's your
0: image. own. It's one thing it's, if, it's, if that's your own kid, like I think you, I really do believe that God gives you what grace to do with your own children. Like it doesn't irritate you as much when it's your own. You talk somebody else's kids and then five animals, Jesus take the wheel.
1: Yeah. And so here I am trying to juggle like, okay, how do I even get to my own grandfather's funeral? like and the thing is the family i work for and the reason why they're so dependent on me is because they're transplants like they're both from uh one's from new york and one's from new jersey Mm. they have no family here in california and so um you know so here we're struggling with this right in the midst of like okay me trying to figure out how do i get to my grandfather's funeral because my family wasn't understanding and they weren't like my my uncle who was in charge of everything was like nope i need to get back home to where i live and i need to get back to the things that i'm doing so this is the date this is i'm not pushing it back like if you can't be there i'm sorry but like there's no room for there's no room for flexibility or grace here and that really hurt me because i'm like i don't want to be the only grandchild that cannot make their grandfather's funeral like that would devastate me mm-hmm. you know and so I'm like really having about not only that one of the kids got really got burned really badly on his hand and it was all self-inflicted like it wasn't nobody's fault but it was the first time that in my care this child got hurt on his on his own time when he's with his parents this kid has been hurt so many times and his parents you know like it's not that it's not a big deal but it's just like they're like he's a child he's he's a boy and i'm like i understand that but like it's always been on your guys's watch i've never had that guilt of right you know what i mean of having to have a child be hurt on my watch like that right. before so he burns his hand really badly where i'm like i think i need to take him to the er and i'm having to call internationally to get a hold of them to be like hey he burned himself i I don't even know what happened, but like he told me he touched hot water. Where was there hot water? Um, I mean, it's not like he touched the stove or anything. He literally got a hold of the water dispenser and figured out how to undo the child lock on it. Jeez, <laughs> he was working. So that's what I'm saying. No, exactly. And it's like, it wasn't like I was being irresponsible. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's just, he did what he did. And I mean, the parents had so much grace for me and the dad was like, Lord, it's like, this is not your fault. Like it's okay. This isn't the first time he's done something like this. They're like, you know, just make sure it's clean. Make. Sh-. And here I'm like, can you give me an email so I can take him to the ER? Like that's how bad I thought it was. <laughs> and they're like, they're like, call us so we could see, you know, and I'm showing them and they're like, He doesn't need to go to the er they're like he's they're literally gonna tell him like tell you to just keep it clean right and so they're like don't even worry about it you're fine like all this stuff and i'm like i'm the one freaking out because like i said i had so much guilt about it so never mind he burns himself then still and then i had to call them and say hey if i um schedule if i plan something out or people can come and help take care of the kids just for the day. Is it okay if I fly out to my own grandfather's funeral and I will fly back that same day? And they're like, yeah, do whatever you gotta do. You know? And it's like, luckily they have also a community of people that they knew that they're comfortable with. Or I could say, this person's picking up these kids to go to school. This person's picking up this one. This one will take that one. This one will watch the baby for me until I get home but it's like, I had to do all that, you know, like putting the pieces together just so I could leave hop on a flight to get down for my own father, grandfather's funeral. Then here in California, fire season is a real thing. It was crazy last year, wasn't it? So I already told you my grandfather passed away. I told you that one of the kids burned himself. Um, and i was trying to figure out how to get to this funeral never mind the kids and i were without power for five days right that's right because of the fires here in california and we had one like so not only was the fire you know somewhat close to where i live and we had no power for five days um you know, all that stuff. Then my family and I, we got ev- um, evacuated from our homes Jeez. for over a week, a week and a half. We were evacuated. So all this stuff is going on. And I'm just like, God, there's no way. There's no way I can go and do what you call me to do in this season. I'm. Mm-hmm. There's too much going on. And I'm really struggling because I'm not myself right now at this point. It's like internally I lost who I was. Mm. I lost who my identity was. I wasn't doing the things that I enjoy doing. I had to take a seat from worship and I told I said I I can't like but it's just too much for me right now. I can't even do it. My pastor even called me out on my birthday and not in a in a um, in a mean what he was just you know he came up to me and he was like hey I know today's your birthday. He goes but are you okay? like something's off about you. And I said, and I literally in the parking lot, like started crying because I knew that I wasn't myself. I knew that I had like in those moments had lost whatever that I clung to. It's like everything was just being ripped for me and mm-hmm. testing and test And like the test just kept coming and coming and coming. And I don't even know what else happened during that time because like it's like, you name it, it happened. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i remember saying to one of my mentors i said i'm literally like okay god what else what else is coming my way and she was like no don't like don't speak that out loud you know and she was like just keep praying that god's going to give you everything that you need in this moment you know and so i'm like okay and so they she kept saying like i are you still coming with us and i was like you know what my ticket is paid to go to south africa but i know i still owe you know, X amount of money, but I don't really want to go. And I kept trying to back out and I kept saying, Nope, I don't want, I know my ticket's paid for but I don't want to go. I don't want to go. I don't want to go. Yeah. And, um, our other friends, Teresa and Aubrey mm-hmm. were going on a small missions trip down to Tijuana. That's right. Yeah. And you know, I know all of you guys knew I was just really going through it at that time. And, you know, Teresa and Aubrey texted me and they're like, Hey, we're going to be in San Diego from this day to this day. Teresa's like, I have a hotel room. I have a rental car. She's like, can you just get down here? She's like, I will literally take care of everything else. Can you just find your way to San Diego? And I'm like, and I even struggle with that, you know, just like, I don't know. Can I? (laughs) and um there were just so many things going on you know in that part that i was just struggling to to just do it and finally i was like you know what i'm just gonna go i booked a ticket down there i met up with them we were able to go to fire and glory and hear jeremy miranda speak and that was exactly what i needed to like restore everything that like i felt was lost and i remember um in one of the nights that we were there like we were completely laid out on the floor just Mm in the spirit and jeremy had said something about like him seeing everybody getting their swords back Mm. and that god was restoring them and at this time at this point jeremy and i didn't really get to have a a conversation yet and afterwards he came to me he's like hey i didn't get to see you yesterday you guys were all like just blasted in the spirit he's like i don't want to ruin that for you he's like but you know I just wanted to make sure that I, you know, we got to talk before you leave. And so I was like, yeah, so I was just telling him everything that I was going through and he was like he's like, you know, when I called out, you know, like I saw people getting their you know, like their swords back and like God was restoring your edges and he's like you he's like you were the one that I saw. He's like you were one of the people that I saw like you were just getting your stuff back and I was like, "Oh my gosh, thank you Jesus," you know? Yeah. yeah. So here I come back and Like now I'm back home and I I literally have to start packing for this next trip. And I can't, I'm so overwhelmed. My room is a complete mess. And you know, it's like, I read somewhere that like, you know, when you're, when you're going through depression, like everything is in chaos in your life. Mm -hmm. My room, my entire room was in complete chaos. And I'm literally sitting here on my bed and I'm crying and I'm like, God, I don't want to go. I don't. Um, I, you know, it's such a huge internal struggle. And I'm like, I don't feel like I should go. Like, who wants to hear my sad stories? You know what I mean? Like, how God, how can you use me in this time? Like, I am not okay. I am like, I'm going down a rabbit hole and I'm going down quickly. And, um, you know, and he was like, during that time, he's like, you need to get up. You need to pack you're leaving in two days you need to pack your stuff you're getting on the airplane I don't care what you feel in this moment you're going and he's like I have something for you on the other side of this Mm. and I'm like okay and even with throwing I literally just threw things into the suitcase because I that's how much I did not want to go I didn't tell anybody I was going Mm -hmm. Um, I also had other people, you know, the enemy will use anybody in those times, Mm -hmm. you know, to make you doubt. And literally the night before, no, not a week before I was leaving, I was involved in a Bible study. And one of the ladies at my table, um, you know, she said to me, she said, well, everyone else in my group was super supportive and loved hearing what God was doing in my life. You know here she came and tried to plant seeds of doubt it was like well she's like you know how do you know that god wants you to go if he hasn't provided for you yet? provided for you yet and she's like when do you stop like when when do you say okay maybe this isn't what god wants for me she's like because clearly he's not funding you know not funding this for you and he's not providing, so at what point, which day, she was like, tell me, which day are you gonna be like, if he doesn't provide by this day, I'm not gonna go. And, you know, it was like one of those moments where I had to take a deep breath because I was like, if I respond how I would want to respond, that would completely take me out of character. And I also wanted to come back in a loving way, but at the same time, I was like, furious inside you know um and i was like i can't remember what i said to her but i was just like i i said i would have stopped the day god told me no i said but he hasn't given me a no yet so i'm gonna keep going until he gives me a no you know and that's i mean that's basically the gist of what i said to her but you know once i left that conversation on my way home all these things of doubt started coming in and I was just like, Nope, I'm not going to believe those lies. No, I break that off of me right now. Um, you know, I'm like, no God, I'm, I'm going to listen to your word. Yeah. And the next morning, you know, this is still in that season of like God is telling me just, you don't have to do anything. Just be still. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And that next morning I was at work and he said, you need to text these specific people. He's like, you're not going to ask them for money. You're not gonna, he goes, you're just gonna tell them, please stand in agreement with me. Please pray for me. I have this much this much amount of money due by tomorrow. This is my deadline. This is how much money is needed. You're just gonna ask them to stand in the gap with you. That's all, I'm, that's all I want you to do, is ask them to stand in the gap with you that this is paid off, this is done, that I'm going to fulfill this. He's like, you're not gonna ask any of them for money. So I did exactly what it said. I only sent it to the people that he told me to. Cause normally it's like, I would send it to all my prayer warriors. Of course I'd want everybody praying, right? And standing in agreement with me. But he was like, nope, there's only a specific people that I want you to send it to. I sent it to the specific six people he told me to. And within one hour, my entire trip was paid off. Stop playing. Stop <laughs> I playing. I kid you not. I kid you not. Like, I'm telling Stop. you, God. No. I'm telling you. Stop when God it. <laughs> when God, when you are in alignment with what God has for you. Yeah, Yo. He will work it out every single time. Even though you face the struggles and the obstacles and whatever it's coming at you, I'm telling you. Girl, I'm done. What? <laughs> Within one hour, I was little, I was at work and I was on my knees. Thank you, Jesus. crying and just I could not believe that in all of my doubt in all of the everything that I let overtake me that wasn't God he still showed up faithful because that's what he wants you know like that he just wants to see where your heart is that's it and everything that you are doing you know and even at times when you don't feel like you feel disconnected whatever it may be because like i said just because i want to be a missionary and i want to do all the things that god is telling me to do because it's glorifying him i'm still internally struggling with everything else i have going on in my right. life whatever is right. going on in the place of the world right. you know whatever it is like we all have our struggles we all have all these things right and it doesn't matter how radical you are it doesn't matter you know
0: like whoever you are it doesn't matter
1: exactly what level you are at like circumstances will always happen but god really just wants to see your heart posture and you know he's gonna do it and i think
0: what comes along with that too and this is this is the theme that i've been getting this whole entire time that you've been talking is you know not my will lord but let your will be done because the truth of the matter is that if you allow if your will become if you ask the lord to make your will i mean his will your will then you know it always will come back the same way it was with you it'll always come back to that same thing no matter how depressed i am no matter how bad my circumstances are right now no matter how anything or everything is looking it doesn't matter like god i really really don't feel like it but you know what if it being your will fine whatever i'll do it you know what yeah. i'm saying and it comes down to that it really is a matter of the heart and being obedient but if your will lines up with his so will your heart and the obedience will follow.
1: No, exactly. Because, you know, especially I have a lot of people in my life that, um, you know, other believers that will say, well, God never gives me what I want. God never grants the desire right. of my heart. Right. And I'm like, well, see, that's the thing, right. When you fully surrender your heart and you give your heart over to God, your desires and wills change. It, it, that's right. It becomes it, his, it becomes his. And then your heart follows what he wants for
0: you to do. That's right. And
1: it's like people take that scripture out of context that like God will give you the desires of your heart. Yes. According to his will will and purpose for your life. And it's like, (laughs) there's so many things that I thought I wanted in life. And I'm so glad that God is such a good father that he protects us. Right? Yeah. Yeah. He protect, like, if you really, I guess just for me, you know, it's like, there's so many things that like I wanted in life. Um, and then God gave me, you know, whether it be opportunities or just choices, but like when I'd really sit back and look at them and try to discern like, okay, what God and um, regardless if I was aware of it or not, because I feel like there's so many times, even like I said, in that seven year period where I was not walking with him, I was not serving him. I didn't stop believing in him, but I never went to church. I, you know, for the most part, probably stopped praying. Mm-hmm. Because I was just like, you know what? I did that for so many years of my life, and I'm not under anyone's um, anyone's authority that's telling me I have to do these things, right? Right. right. You know, when you're you're young, and it's like, I, I I guess for me, um, growing up in a really strict family, like my mom was very strict with me because obviously, you know, I'm a girl. Um, it's like once I broke free from that, yeah. I was like what? I can do whatever I want, you know, but it's like, now that I'm at where I'm at, you know, I'm like, God, thank you for protecting me from all the things. When I look back in my past and during those, those seven years, I'm like, this could have gone really wrong.
0: Yeah. Right. Right.
1: And even though I wasn't aware of it, I thank you for protecting me Mm -hmm. from all those. And those go back to the prayers of your mothers and the prayers of your your grandmothers that, you know, like, man, those are those prayers are real. You know, and it's like when you're asking for coverage for, you know, not just yourself but for generations to come. That's it.
0: Like, yeah, man,
1: those things are because I believe that's what protected me in those Absolutely. seven years of me being blind.
0: Absolutely, and you know, that's something for me. Like, I, I haven't prayed for my kids in years. Like, I know that sounds crazy. I literally have not cra- prayed. For my children in years, I can't even remember the last time I really prayed for them. I have been praying for my descendants.
1: Mm.
0: I yeah. switched over them because my mind is so like everything. I'm so legacy focused. Everything yeah. is about my legacy because. I'm not going to sit here and pray for my kids. My kids come out good. Okay. So what about the rest of them? No, we've got to pray for the generations to come, you know, because we don't know what struggles they're going to, to, to deal with, you know, because the struggle that I dealt with when I was a teenager is not what my, at all, what my daughter, uh, um, now that she, you know, now that I got two teenagers, they're not what they're, that's not what they're dealing with. You know what I mean? You see what I'm saying? So it's like, it's about being legacy minded. And, um, And yeah, and you said something too. I wanted to mention this about like how when somebody said, um, I'm sitting here writing notes, (laughs) writing a bunch of notes here. That's why, if you see me looking over, that's what I'm doing. I'm sitting here writing notes. I figured
1: you were writing
0: notes. (laughs) Yeah, it's saying some good stuff. But like when you said, like people asked you, um, Wow, how are you paying for this? It brought this conversation back that I had with somebody when we were in Malawi, right? And Mm -hmm. then I don't know if you were at the table, this might have been with you either which you or Aubrey we, I had this conversation with but this one lady who was there with us and she said um I think it was like the last day that we were there and then um she asked me are you going to the safari and I said no I'm not going um I'm like I, you know like the lord just got me here and I'm just happy to have been here but I have love to go absolutely but
1: yeah
0: this was not my time for it and it's like and I'm like are you going she was like I got I got this um I got to go back to work because I got to pay this credit card bill from um I got to pay the credit card bill from this trip." And I thought about something when she said that, right? I'm like, credit card. Now listen, me even getting here, I mean, there to Malawi was a miracle in itself, okay? And one thing that I'm so happy that the Lord did for me, and I'm not sitting here stepping on anybody's foot. I'm not judging anybody. I'm not condemning anybody. I'm just saying the revelation that I got. Because it was in God's will for me to go, right? I step. I mean, number one, I didn't have the money. Right. So I think it was a little bit easier to do that. Right. But if God tells you to do something, it is not your responsibility to become God. Yeah. Or figure it out. It's not your responsibility. If he said that he's going to do it, then you do it. If anything else, and, and if you, if anything, if you do anything beyond that, that's on you, so now you can't even sit here and enjoy the awesomeness of this trip that took place. why because now you got to go to work to go pay off this debt, you know what I mean, and it's like if you would have just allowed God to maneuver it if He in fact called you to be there, you know what I'm saying, then it all would have been taken care of, but that's the thing when you know it, it goes back to that comment that you made about like um you got to meet God halfway. Meeting God halfway doesn't make you, that, that doesn't mean like you're taking control of the situation. Yeah,
1: that's right. That's right. Because
0: sometimes when you, are, when you sit there and you take control of the situation, you don't allow God to be God. And that's the problem I think that a lot of Christians have why they don't get a chance to see those awesome miracles. Because I'm telling you, if you allow God to do it, you will see it time and time and time and time again. Yeah. Some of the biggest miracles that I have seen God make in my life is when I had nothing. I'm telling you when I was like, I have nothing. It's one thing when you have it, right. Then you're basically making yourself into your own God and you're taking control of the situation. And of course, like I can do it. I got the money. You know what I'm saying? But is it really for you to go? Is it, you know, are you really allowing God to show his majesty and then, you know, have glory in the situation? I'm not saying, let me be very clear. I'm not saying that, Oh God never said never use a credit card. I don't know. I'm just saying that if you allow him to be the one to fully go all out and do his part, be prepared for your mind to be blown away.
1: No, exactly. And like, I guess for me, you know, it's just like, that's just one way that I know, like I'm doing whatever God has for me. Mm Yes, Because I've also come up with that with a lot of people too. I mean, like, you know, I'm not new to the missions world of people, you know, either paying their way to to do whatever, you know, whatever it is. But at the same time I, I too have those questions of like, you know, um, but if you're paying for it, you're not really allowing God to do what he wants to do. Or are you sure that God called you to this place? Hello. Say it again. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's another thing that I question. Like I said, no judgment on my end too, because you know, God will do and use whatever he wants, you know, to get you somewhere. But, um, you know, there's like, Cause there's so many times where I'm like, man, I just wish I had a credit card with this amount of money on it. So that way I could just book these trips and like, not, not think about it. You know what I mean? And, um, as far as like, oh, dang, I need to buy this flight. How am I going to buy this flight? It's at a good price right now. You know? I mean, those are just things that I go through, um, here and there, but like, God's just, man, he's just proven himself every single time. And that's the thing with God. It's like, if he's, If He does it for you, he's going to keep doing it over and over Over, and over over again. again. He's not going to stop because God he
0: pushes the limits. I mean, constantly, yeah. If you ever heard my whole testimony, oh my god, Lord, is you were there? You experienced somebody. Listen, that's another podcast episode in itself, okay? (laughs) (laughs) Like, God, if you allow Him to yo, let Him push the limit, it is incredibly
1: yeah.
0: uncomfortable incredibly uncomfortable he will have you sweating out of your armpits so bad like your whole all of this
1: yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's so true and it's like you know um it is not easy to live this life no as a believer you know, especially when you live um, fully relying on god you know. For the most part, i grew that's how I grew up. you know what i mean like i my mom was a single mom, trying to raise three kids, we never had money, we never had you know what I mean just for your daily basic stuff,
0: right,
1: you know what I mean like we always believe God for everything, and it's like you know I remember as a child, like we wouldn't have groceries, we wouldn't have Christmas, but people, because of their obedience to God, would show up at our doorstep, yeah with groceries, with Christmas stuff. And, you know, um, it's like we live by faith my entire life, but, um, and it's like, I think that's another reason why, um, you know, my brother is like, so against living that lifestyle, right? Because of our childhood. And it's like, I get it. And I'm not, you know, I don't judge him for living the way he wants to live because he's like, you know, He doesn't want his kids to go through what we had to go through Mm -hmm. you know and i think as a parent of course you don't want your children to go what you went through and so you try to do your best to your knowledge right um and it's like i had this conversation the other day because you know nobody besides you guys like my friends or people that understand what i'm doing um, really understand the lifestyle that i'm living no they don't
0: people think you're crazy man like it's oh it's, they do and and i get it i genuinely do because on the outside looking in it's just like how like that doesn't even logically make sense what you're doing but once again when does god is not logical he doesn't make sense like at all like even like that lady who was putting that doubt in your head or whatever if you go, like, I'm a person like, and I think from the time that I was young, God really instilled like those Bible stories in my head. So everything yeah. that happens in my life, especially when I'm going through those tough times, he always cross references what I'm going through with a Bible story. And yeah. when you were talking about that lady, what came into my mind was um, the story of Saul, right? Mm-hmm. And um, when he, when, okay, it went a little something like this, right? So. Saul's father, yo Saul, yo, the donkeys are missing, man. Like, we haven't seen them in days. Like, yeah. yo, we need those donkeys. Saul was like, Word, like what happened? Like, I don't know. That's what the dad is saying. Yo, this is what I need you to do. You and the servant, y'all need to go out there and go find this. Um, y'all need to go find the donkeys. Like, I don't care how long it takes, just hurry up and go back and go, you know, y'all need to go find this donkey. Yeah. All right, cool, dad. No problem, no problem. So then Saul and the servant went out looking for the donkey. Literally going out chasing donkeys.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Three days pass. They still can't find this donkey. Now, somebody could have looked at it and been like, yo, Saul, give it up, man. Just yeah. the donkey's lost. It's done. It's whatever. <clears throat> so as Saul and his servant is sitting there looking for the donkeys, lo and behold, Samuel is on the other side of the wherever, is having this conversation with God and God is like, yo, Samuel, I need you you're going to go to this, this place. Right. And then when you're going to go there, you're going to find this man. He's going to be looking for some donkeys. You hear that? He's going to be looking for some donkeys and then you're going to go ahead and anoint him as the King of Israel. What the fudge? Yeah. Do you understand what I'm saying? So, <laughs> so, Sam was like, okay, God, like, all right, cool. Like, that's what you want me to do. No problem. So then he went out there and then, and then, and sure enough, yo, you see some donkeys up, oh, and then That's there it was. And then God gave him the instructions. He was like, and then Samuel said to him, you know, don't even worry about it. Like, um, yeah, the, the donkeys ended up going back home. But yep. all of that happened. The loss of the donkey, like the donkeys getting lost was all orchestrated by God to get to get Saul somewhere.
1: somewhere in order yep. so
0: that Samuel can go ahead and anoint him. It doesn't logically make sense. And if he would have given up before his time, what would he have walked away from? I mean, obviously he walked away from it later on, but he wouldn't have even had the chance at all to Yeah,
1: no, for sure, for sure.
0: You see, so that's just, it's just stuff like that. Or another example to me too, another one that came into my mind is like Noah, Noah's a good example of that. If he, yo, you know how, like, let's put this into perspective. I know we're all talking about, oh, like the Ark and this and that. That's what we're saying now, because on this side, it's like, okay, cool. Because you know what happened at the end. Yep. If you were Noah's neighbor, you would have been looking at him like,
1: bruh, you look like you crazy. Especially, I mean, think about it. None of them knew what rain was. It never rained before. I say
0: that all the time. I don't think people understand that. There no, was, the know. way that we know rain, there was no such thing as rain. Yeah. Like, the water came from the ground, man. Like, it was just no yeah. such thing. So he's sitting here building a boat, and he was nowhere near the water. So, the water. and then he's talking about, oh, there's a flood coming. What? And it yep. took 40 years from the time that God says something to him for yep. it to actually manifest. Yet that meant, yo, and can, let me tell you something. If he did not stand on his faith, if his will was not God's will. Okay. Oh, excuse me. If God's will was not his will, none of us would be here. You know that, right?
1: No, exactly. Exactly.
0: So I like said all of that one to say man it, did not listen. Right. None of us would be here, and that's the reason for me personally. I don't, I don't sit here and I don't like, oh God told you to do that, unless it's something crazy like you know, oh God told me to kill somebody, or something different. But like, if I don't ever like, I don't question people about what God told them to do and this and that. As long as you know that you like that's what the Lord told you to do and you receive confirmation or whatever,
1: yeah.
0: Who am I to say anything? Because I know the crazy thing that God has told me to do. Some crazy things, boy.
1: No, definitely. That's why, like, I'm on the same boat. Like, you know. I always just pray for like, when people ask me to pray for them and like, you know, what God's telling them to do. Right. Um, I always just pray for his will, his will. Yep. That, that's the best way
0: to, that's the best prayer right there.
1: You can't, go you wrong. know, because exactly, because it's like, you know, one, who are we to judge and what God told you to do? Right. Um, you know, it's like, you'll start see things to man, you'll start seeing them manifest when yes. it is his will for you. Right. You know, and there's that's a, a whole other thing that like, that goes back to, you know we talked about the lady the you know used the credit card and had to get home to pay off the card. um you know that goes back into my my thinking of like there's so many people that just do things because they want to be radical and they want to go up ahead of, of god and what he's saying for you and a lot of times you might feel it in your heart that that's where he wants you but that's not really where he wants you
0: it may not you know, be the
1: time, it may not be the
0: season, it may not, you know, like, it's just so much stuff, like, and even on that trip, and it was so much witchcraft, so can you imagine, there's a lot of witchcraft that was going on with that, uh, um, if you
1: weren't uh, prepared,
0: girl, that's facts, and the thing is, is, imagine, like, if you went there, and then you went under there, you went there based off of your own decision making, oh, yes. if God called you to do something, trust me and believe me, when I tell you, you are covered, it, because he's given you the grace for it. You understand? But if you weren't, if you weren't meant to be there, he didn't call you to do it. And you're doing it on your own volition. What you opening up yourself to?
1: No, exactly. You're opening up a whole other can of worms that, and then God's like, well, you weren't supposed to be there in the first place, (laughs) but because, you know, (laughs) He does give us free will, you know, that's why it's like, it's, it's hard to like, you know, uh, that's, it's a, that's a hard, you know, thing to navigate, but you know um but I think it's learning honestly it's a matter of um no it really is but I think there are times where it's like you know obviously God he's already considered all the mistakes and like basically like the stupidity that we're going to do when he calls us to do something he he's already factored all that in it and he's like all right I know you're gonna do it so just hurry up get it over with let's learn, you know Learn from the lesson to keep it moving. Learn from the lesson, keep it moving. Mm-hmm. You know, type of thing. But um, yeah, man. Like, uh, I just, yeah. When God really wants you to do something, like He gonna make it happen. You gonna make it. And that's listen,
0: people. And that's the overall, you know, story for this. I mean, a uh, uh, a lesson to be learned in this story.
1: Yeah. Say it again, Lordus. What now? If God wants it to happen, He will make it happen. Amen because if it's god's will it's god's will.
0: amen and that's the listen, that's the takeaway lesson from all of this right here yeah. oh, won't man. he do
1: it won't, won't he, he do it, it. <laughs> all the way man all the way won't he
0: but, do geez. it is thank you so much for you know like blessing us with your testimony like i really pray to god that this really really like you know set somebody free um that it gives somebody um just like it opens up the eyes because I know for me, when I first heard your story, I was just like, Oh, wait a second. If God did it for her, then he can definitely do it for me.
1: Now, I remember you saying that at the table, you were like, well, God, ain't no respect to a person. So, <laughs> and I said, well, he'll do it for you if you want to. And I know that at that point, you and I were just getting to know each other. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? Cause that was pretty early on in our trip. Yep.
0: Sure was. we were
1: going around the table and just like asking each other questions and um you know what I mean because like I don't know I'm nobody special except you know in the eyes of God but like you know what I mean like I am just like everybody else um you know why he did it for me I don't know you know what I mean but like you know there's certain things that he's called me to and you know the one thing I could take away from me knowing my purpose and where it's supposed to be is, um, you know, this goes back to where I said, and I know you said it too, like, you feel like you're at home, mm-hmm. you know, when you're there. And my first time, you know, ever stepping foot in Africa, I was 29 years old. And in 29 years of my life, it was the first time I felt like I belonged somewhere. Somewhere. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like, that's just that. that's a whole other topic of discussion of, you know, just, and this quarantine time of really um doing a lot of inner healing and like yeah. finding out a lot of things and you know, um about yourself. Um but like that's when I knew, like, no, God called me to this specific place, this region, you know, and um I know that I'm in alignment with him. Yeah, yeah. And I mean like you even heard it for yourself over our conference. How many times was you know, even just South Africa, like called out. hmm
0: Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. But you know, even for me, like even with Africa, I always knew that I'm like, I'm going to go to Africa one day. I don't know when, but I'm going to take a trip to the motherland. And I always said, it'll be right before I turn 40, right before, right before I turn 40. And you know, like when did it, it happen? I was, how old was I? How old am I now? 36. I was 35. I was 35 when I went. And it was just like, oh God! Like I got here five years before my time. Like praise the Lord, you know, because I just said like yeah. forty by forty, and then sure enough, he got me there. And it's just like now for me, it's just like if I can, I just need to be able to get back there, at least at minimum once a year. Even in knowing, understanding, like I, you know, like I'm a um, entrepreneur, and I'm just like, yep, Lord, like I definitely want to have a business in Africa. Like I just, I just know that, yeah, like I'm just being called there for whatever reason, you know. Yeah. And um, but anyway, I'm just so happy. I think this is like super long. <laughs> i <to> make this <laughs> into two episodes, but thank you so much, Lord for um for this word that you have. Um it's so true what they say, man. You overcome by the power of your testimony, right? And I'm just no, you really do you are going to like a lot of people have are gonna be overcoming because of this word that you've given. And what I'm hearing in my spirit is please go ahead and give us a prayer. So you can help, you know, like just declare it out there and stuff like that, you know, for the people who are listening.
1: Yeah, no, definitely. And actually one thing I just want to add real quick before Mm -hmm. I do, um, you know, this last time of me going to, um, Africa and I, you know, God has said, I have something for you on the other side of this. Um, I had to go through all that and get through that to find the healing that I needed. Yes. same. And that only came through me sharing my testimony of not wanting to be there Mm. in church, multiple churches with hundreds of people and me getting up when they're saying like, it's your turn to share. And I'd get up on the mic and I'd be like, well, guys, I can't really say I'm glad to be here because I didn't want to be here. But like I had to be that real and raw with them because God told me, he's like, you need to go and testify about my goodness through the midst of the storm you're going through. And so, you know, that was my huge takeaway from just being obedient to God. That's good. Yeah. Okay. Well guys, one, I just hope that my testimony just blesses you and encourages you in such ways that, you know, just even um, things that dreams that you've forgotten about or given up on that you are not too far away and God is never too far away to, um, to bring those things back to you. And, and I just, I just declare that whatever God has for you in in your life that um, it will just align up with what his will is for you and that he would give you the desires um, of your heart according to his will and and plan and purpose of your life and that there is no struggle or obstacle too big or too large for God and that whatever it is that he's calling you to do. He's going to do it for you and so I just I really encourage you to just keep seeking after his heart and seeking after him. Um and that your heart posture will always stay the same for him because that's what he wants from us. And that um and that um yeah we just I just declare that over your your lives and that um you know whatever it is like he's gonna walk you through it mm-hmm. whatever it is that he has. And so um yeah I just release financial provision. Whatever it is that you're searching for I pray that he releases it to you right now in the name of Jesus and that you will find whatever it is that he's calling you to do, that you would find your purpose. I know this is where I found mine and that, um, yeah, you're just, you're never too far away. He will always go after the one. And if that happens to be you, he's coming after you and he will chase you and he'll pursue you no matter how hard, <laughs> no matter how hard it gets, he he's coming after you. so. I just pray that this, my story, just encourages you to just find your faith and find your hope back in God. Yes. And um yeah, Jesus, we just thank you for all these things. And in your name we pray, Amen.
0: Amen and amen. Praise God. Yeah. That was good. Praise the Lord. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. So this wraps up another awesome episode, if I do say so myself. Of the adventures and struggles of being a believer. Tune in for next time. And once again, I really pray that this really helps somebody. So I thank you. Come back next time, please. And share this with somebody if you believe that it could help somebody. Like share it with them. Share it, share it, share it, share it, share it. All right. Well, till next time, guys. Bye. Thanks for listening. Keep binging Netflix style on this season series, The Adventures and Struggles of Being a Believer. Don't be stingy. Share, like, and subscribe to the Created Fab Podcast. Visit us at
1: createdfab.com.